Hey, hey everybody, welcome back to the DOU Project. I am your host, PJ Ryan. And in the studio today, we have a good friend of mine, Kashana Palmer. She is the CEO of Kashana & Co. And also the author of Love Letter to My Sorrows. And she is here to share her story. Dear you, there are so many thoughts swirling in my head and jumping like jelly beans to be heard. I alternate between being in awe of you and disappointed in you. I know, I know. How can that be? You have a light that draws people straight to you and yet there is a small cloud of darkness that hangs back as if it's waiting to slide into place right over your head. I guess that makes you a true Gemini, constantly trying to balance out who you are with who you think people believe you are. I want you to take a minute to give thanks, gratitude. You know, for others, you know how to do that. It's one of the things I admire most about you. You know how to make people feel appreciated and loved. It's the gratitude for who you are and where you are that concerns me. It seems to me that you're never quite satisfied with anything you accomplish. I see you, big smile that lights up others in the whole room, but it's not quite reaching your eyes. You often look off just a little, into the distance, and I wonder why you never stop and think, wow, I just did that. Tell me, what are you searching for? What are you yearning for? Is it love? Is it success? Maybe, is it acceptance? Do you believe in yourself? I ask you all these questions because I believe you are afraid to dig deep. Now, I know you're not shallow, but I think you're afraid that if you confront what's inside you, the take action jacks inside of you will want to take over and actually do something about it. And you are tired. I hope that you know that. And in, as a matter of fact, um, I saw you say that the other day out loud and I breathed a heavy sigh of relief saying, I'm tired, like really tired to a friend. And it felt like the angels were saying to me, yes, there she is. Why you ask? Because you're operating at a pace I don't think you can maintain while maintaining your health. I'm not saying you're not built for this because you are, but my friend, you need a break. You have got to give thanks that you're not where you want to be, but baby, you are not where you were. And then you have got to start putting down some luggage for real this time. Put down the luggage of your failed marriage. You were young. You gave it everything you had in you at that time. He opted out and you didn't fight. That is done. People tell you to be grateful because you have a beautiful child. 
And I kind of know you hate that because you are grateful. You have a right to mourn the loss of your well-constructed life, a life you made. The Fly Custom House, the beautiful cars, the social networks. But if it was a house of cards and you want a house built on solid rock, you've got to let go of that old life so you can look forward to building a new one. You've been in a fog. How many years have you spent hoping that this time it would be the right relationship at the right time? You neglected the most important relationship you needed to work on, and that's the one between you and God. And if you just put your energy into building a healthy relationship with him and listening for what he has called you to do, then the rest will come to be as it should be in its own time. Pause. You know, you know that, don't you? So why are you half-stepping? Do the work. You had the crazy idea to step out on your own and build a business that didn't look like much of anything else out there. That's so amazing. But I know you're up all night a lot. And I know you're sleeping less and less a lot. And your food choices, girl. But despite all of that, you are building a business and fortifying a brand that is uniquely you. And more importantly, that it's helping people. And girl, you are finally, yes, I said it, taking care of yourself. The dark cloud feels further and further away, even though I know it still looms. And I want you to know that it'll probably always be there, but you are taking the right steps. You are moving in the right direction. You are finally focused. So here's my charge. So you can release the fear, the anxiety, the self-doubt and disappointment that threatens to pull you under the current at any moment. Everything you've experienced to this point, every hurt and every joy, every seemingly missed opportunity and every open door, every failure and every success has prepared you for this moment and you are ready. Well, thank you. All hey right, now, Kishada, come on that now. was amazing. I just needed like two snaps. <laughs> two snaps. Some wine. No, sn- for real. Actually, my drink of choice is whiskey, just to be real clear. So you're my new best friend. We go together. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know we go Because I am a whiskey drinker. That's it. That's that's Whiskey's what I drink. my friend. First of all, let me tell you something. It's a good first date test for me. Uh-huh. Because I already know that I have, you know, a strong personality. People let this smile fool them all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're so nice. I'm like, yes, and also wicked. Okay. And so the way <laughs> that I get to test it early on to see if they really, because, you know, they manage, I want a woman who is really assured herself. Do you now? Great. So when we're on date one uh-huh. and the, you know, waiter or waitress comes over and they ask for my cocktail, I always say double Jameson on the rock neat depending on where we are or mm. if it's a McAllen it's, you know depends on the the, the um, venue that we're in I mm. always order double whatever neat and mm. then I'm like oh god can you just give me one cube of ice on the side and they was like sure 
every time I see the guy's eyes like wrinkle or him sit back in the seat like, what the fuck? <laughs> I already know this thing is going down. The this ship is, is burning. Yeah, it. Yeah, get yeah. off. Get your he, life raft. He can't handle it. He can't. It. No. All it's going to come out later, ready. but he can't handle it already. It's been, it's been let aware. Been, yes. I do that all the time. Yes. I mean, but I'm, I'm I. I'm a risky no tracer either. Yes, I love it. And if it. there is a chaser, maybe some pineapple juice, but that's oh, not that's it. Oh, that's a good one. Um, or ginger beer. I'm not a fan of beer. Oh. I mean, well, ginger beer. Ginger, I've never had it. Oh, you, I have to give you some because, first of all, I always have fresh made ginger beer in my house. I mean, you know, I am Jamaican. And yeah. so my stepdad makes this several times a year. Okay. And so it's potent. Nice. But you just have some fresh ginger beer, which is basically just like a fermented ginger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've had ginger beer before. Yeah, I just never thought about it. Not in the bottle. Yeah, so we just have it in the house and I just put a little bit in it. One cube of ice, if you want to have it cold, it's delish. It makes everything better. I like when it's, uh, the other whiskey is um, Jack. I mean, but that's like a Jack Apple. Jack Apple is actually really good. Yeah. I really can drink that by itself. <laughs> but I want it to be cold like a slushy, but it doesn't get that way. No, it does not. No, no it does not. I know. That's yeah. fine. So, <laughs> okay, guys. So, um, this beautiful woman sitting directly across from me, yeah. I just lit up uh, my life right now just by talking about whiskey. <laughs> Like, we don't have a drinking problem, but, you know, we just like, you know, the better taste and stuff things. That's it. Um, but, yeah, you, you that letter was so beautiful. Thank you. So tell us tell us something about you. Tell us tell us a little bit more about you. Like, yeah. Introduce yourself. Gosh, I am still arriving. You know, I feel like I'm I'm the year before I stopped giving a fuck. Uh, okay. So does everybody know what age that is? If y'all guess, come on. Y'all should be like, oh, I know what age that is. I'm not telling you, but okay. you should know. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm a New York City girl, Queens girl to be specific, okay. born and raised. What part of Queens? Jamaica. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like not really Queens. familiar that much with Queens. So why you ask the question? People always ask me, oh, what part of Queens you from? And then I say Jamaica. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> what the hell you asked for? Well, you know, I was in Jamaica, Queens a lot, a lot this past summer because we were doing the summer. We just got into summer. Hello. Uh, this past spring because we were doing the recording for uh, the web series. I got it. And a lot of it was shot in Jamaica, Queens. So. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I grew but up I'm, in I'm, I'm a Brooklyn guy. so. Right. Brooklyn was like foreign land growing up to me. I'd be like, oh, go, you live in Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't know how to get there my grandmother lived in El- um, east elmhurst east that's elmhurst. the other side yeah, yeah you know far. Uh, that's, that's what I, that's the only thing i always think about queens because it's so out there but it's, it's so really not it's there. really not out there but uh, yeah it is no so yeah grew up in new york um i'm a first generation american i think that's always an important thing mm-hmm. so i didn't know i was american until i went to college you know my parents although i don't have y'all like really kashana there's no accent no my mom would beat it out of us great thanks uh, my parents are very Not Jamaican. on today. Not on today. <laughs> Not according to the child rules now. Okay. But the child rules of the 70s. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, definitely have that flavor, but have lived like all over the country. Uh, so I think along the way, I've just sort of picked up mannerisms and stuff from other places. Nice. Um, and I'm a solo mama. I think that's always important to say. I have the job of being the Uber driver of an amazingly precocious preteen. Oh, boy. She's doing her job every day by working every one of my nerves. Every last one of that's them. It. That's you it. You thought she hit the last one yesterday. Oh, but no. She hit, the, another. she hit the Dougie on the last one this morning, <laughs> 6 a.m., you know? Oh. Uh, so, um, preteen. And, yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. And it's hilarious because since I moved back to New York six years ago, a lot of my friends who I grew up with are still here. Mm. And they cannot look at her because they said, oh, my gosh, it is like looking at you at that same age. It's almost scary. Mm-hmm. And so she hates hearing that, though, by the way. So she'd be like, Mom, I don't look anything like you. Except she does, guys. Just saying. <laughs> 
So, yeah. So, a lot of my life is about building my business, running after this crazy-ass kid. Mm-hmm. And my whole family still lives here. And so, um, you All know, in Queens? Yeah. My, my grandmother's three blocks away. My dad eight minutes. My mother 15 minutes. I mean, like, it's really bad. Like, we live... And my brother lives in Brooklyn. Far. Do you have a big family or a small family? I'm the oldest of four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the oldest, too. Are you? I, I too, am the oldest of... Uh, let's see. I was raised as the oldest of three. But I'm like the oldest of like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Isn't that crazy how we be like, well, we got these central three, <laughs> but then there's the other nine uh-huh, plus yeah. there's two more that we count every other Wednesday. Every single time there is another one. Yeah. Yeah. There's the four of us. Uh, you know, I've come from a blended family, so there's always like salacious gossip and stories there. But basically across all of the parents, there are four of us. Okay. Yeah. And we're all pretty close. So yeah. So, so where you went to school? Where did you where go, did I to, go school? to school? So I went to Bentley University. Oh. Yeah, I know, fancy. That sounds <laughs> very <laughs> interesting. Fancy? Gosh, I love saying it because like now you know the wave is like I went to fill in the blank HBCU, but I didn't, so uh-huh. I feel left out. Um, so I went to Bentley. It used to be Bentley College. It was like this really tiny business school up in New England, up in Boston. And Boston. it looks like Sweet Valley High, guys. And so when you drive onto campus, like they're like, kids on the lawn throwing frisbees on the beautiful green lawn and all the dorms look like apartments in the south and it's just like so swank um (laughs) i mean it just really is and i remember going up there for uh new student orientation and going on campus and it was right after the big blizzard of 96 and you remember that yeah 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 yeah. and we went up there on campus it was gorgeous and Uh my mom was like I hope you like this school because this is where you're going. And she said that after we had the dinner, let me tell you all, the dinner they served the pre-freshmen, okay, was swordfish with caprese salad. Okay, so you going to give us fresh mozzarella with tomato and a little. Oh, they're fancy. Fancy. You hear me? <laughs> okay. My school was fancy. Uh. Um, but I got a great education. You know, it was a business school that they took pride in and still take pride in making sure you learn how to actually be in business and not here for the play play. Um, and so I had a really great education, but I got to do a lot of fun stuff. There weren't a lot of uh, students of color on my campus, but mm. I was president of the Black Student Union on campus. Come on. I had to do it. I got to pledge a, a nice old good old best sorority in the world. Come on now. You know, that's and, Sigma Theta. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sorority Incorporated. Yes. Just drop that in there. Drop it. You know, uh, so I got to do a lot of really great stuff. You know, while I was in college, and so I had a really great undergrad and graduate experience. I got my MBA from there as well. So, yeah. Come on, could you also uh, drop your line name? Drop all. Oh, that? oh, wait, Come wait. On, gotta, let me roll. Let me roll the tape back. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, in the spring of 1999. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Sands. Come on, Sands. <laughs> you know, there were five beautiful young women who uh, uh, took this road, um, and so my line is the Kifani line. Okay. Uh, spring 99 from the Zytow chapter of Delta Sigma Data Sorority Incorporated. So that's Cambridge Citywide. And so I had the distinct pleasure of having line sisters who went to Harvard and MIT mm-hmm. and Wellesley and Bentley like myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my chapter, Tufts in it, Leslie, Brandeis. So being a part of a citywide chapter is like a really unique experience. And so um, co- college was different for me. It was like you were known in the city. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like you were known on campus alone. You really had a really wide footprint. And there was another Delta chapter across the river, Iota chapter. Um, and our chapters at that time were very, very close. And one of my best friends is my 
sins and number from that chapter. Um, and so we just had an opportunity to really just mm. light up the city for the years I was there. So I'm a Trey. Okay. So all the threes who are listening. Y'all Shout know, out to the number three. Y'all know what life that is. I was um, a number three at one point. Oh, Lord. Y'all solos be having these stories, though. <laughs> at one point, I was, I was a 12. You know what I mean? Then one night, I was a six. You know, I preferred, like, not to have kept my original number. I've, I like being an ace and the only two have crossed my line name yes. was Big Brother Adonis, a.k.a. Resurrection. Come on, Resurrection, Big and Brother ship name was the only the strong to survive I love so that. that's you know. so awesome yes yeah, so my line name is caution okay and i've earned it time and time again <laughs> and over the last 19 years I i'm really so am. curious about like, you're like yeah i want all the deep yes <laughs> i was a shit starter you know i mm-hmm. definitely was a bit i was a handful for my big sisters they have all told me that mm-hmm. um you know i spoke my mind i asked a lot of questions i was super curious i wasn't with the shits mm-hmm. um really early on um is that okay to say of course all right just make sure you know i got to say um but i just wasn't i just was, what do you mean like cussing yeah, yeah. Child, shit, fuck, shit, motherfucking hell. Let's get them all out there. Right? I'm about to stand on the chair like, yeah, this is a revival. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, and I was just very outspoken and I still am. And so mm. sometimes I would just speak my mind a little bit unfiltered. Sometimes you need a filter, folks. Um, mm. You know, I, just, I, I struggle with the filter. We learn this as we get older. Or do we? Mm. You know, now people just pay me to be unfiltered. You know, it's just. I, look. Hey, come on, check. Come on, check. Um, you know, so I think that, you know, that was a very, very well-earned line name. Uh, my license to tease me to this day. They're like, all right, caution. Every time I say something that's like out of order or they're like, oh, you really, are you going to go there? Okay. Uh, proceed with caution. Right. No, exactly. no, really take her no, with you. No, no, take, take her take, with you. Take, <laughs> no, proceed with, no, take her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you are also a, um, a wonderful, often misunderstood Gemini. I am. I, I feel like there should be like dun dun dun. dun, dun. There should be like there's always like the disclaimer for certain signs. And Gemini is one of them. And I don't understand why. There's I mean, always, there's always these hating ass uh, memes about Gemini's, and I don't understand. I mean, I can get it a little bit because tell I mean, me. So the thing is, all right. So being a Libra, I what? Okay. So for for those of you listening, yes. um and you feel what you want to feel about Libras, but we get along with just about everybody and everybody. Um, but every sign has a purpose. Every sign has to, has something about them. And Gemini's are two people. That's just what they are. It's just two twins. Um, well, it's a set of twins. And being a Libra, we are scale. We are inanimate, but we are two sides. Mm-hmm. So we understand which. We just need to know which twin we're talking to, right? And then we just, then move, you on just move on from it. I mean, that's what it is. Everybody's like, oh, they, they're two faced and they're just never evil. And they're crazy. They're really not. They're. I am crazy. I mean, yeah. I but say I mean, it up front. No one ever believes. <laughs> I come with a disclaimer. <laughs> I literally have said many times. No, seriously. See, this is, what, this is what happens to me. Remember, I told you about the first date. Uh huh. I say it on the first date. I am crazy. First of all, do not trust a woman or any person actually in this dating environment for y'all who are single who says I am not crazy. Mm. Then you should run. You want run. the person who can name their insanity. Get out. <laughs> I do see that. That's why we go together. I literally, listen, I literally had a friend of mine recently say to me, like, yo, 
yo, I can't mess with you because I see how, like, yo, I see how I can fall for you. And I was like, get out now. <laughs> Run while you can. Otherwise, you'll be crazy like the other ones. They all, they all snap at something. They all snap. They all oh, my God. It. But yes. it's just, I just love the challenge of a Gemini. But so Gemini, to me, like, you know, we challenge ourselves, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know if I'm coming or going. And so I always need folks who can help keep me balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, I had my energy chart read last year. And my girlfriend who did that for me said, you know, Kashana, you have the kind of reading where you need to keep a good team around you. Do you know what your number is? Uh, six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me go to good girlfriend Google and see what she right, said about I was number like, six. I think I'll come a six. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a bang. It's funny. You know what's so hilarious? Normally what? I have on my bangles uh-huh. and it has it on there. Um, see if it's a six or if it's an eight. Because you know, you know you have to do it when you have to do your whole first name, your uh-huh. middle name, your last name. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's six. Well, the, 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 the life path number itself is just your date of birth. So it's your every number. You're just adding those together. Like I'm a five, okay. which actually like makes perfect sense because a five is about freedom, about change, about um, people, about living life and not being tied down. Yep. And just being happy and making others happy. And that is like beyond me. <laughs> we, I'm we, like, what is mine exactly? We're so unorganized a little bit, but then we love organization. Don't judge. Does that make any sense? Don't yes, it does make perfect <laughs> sense. Meanwhile, uh, I'm like, I know I did that life path number. Where the heck did I put it? Um, yeah, you know, for me, it's been really interesting to see how all of these sort of like energy tests and predictive testing how they actually really are true have did you do did you ever do the 16 personality test no what's that okay so in management um i, I did this before for my previous employer um uh rest in peace nyu medical center um <laughs> so i, <laughs> I <laughs> shout out i don't even i'm not even gonna edit that out um i did this because they had all of our managers do this like class where it's like you go to this website it's a myers-briggs test and it's yeah, like a yeah. hundred questions for the, and like it, intj and that kind of stuff yeah oh yeah no, no i've done that yeah so you know what you are no i am an enfj oh my gosh enfp can tell you though, excuse me you know what the funny part is go to your email if you if you've done it go to your email I and, have. Then, and just just type I'm in 16 right now 16 personalities that should pop up i'm like i'm looking at it right now i'm like i know what my fi- um what my strengths are so i'm a strength finders coach so that I absolutely know what it is. But the rest of the stuff, I'm like, what is it? I know I'm an EN something. Although hilariously, you said 16 personalities. Mm-hmm. Although hilariously, I actually am quite the introvert. Which is weird. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we, when you're when you're an extrovert, it's it's like I think that cause I'm, everybody says I'm very extroverted. But there are moments where I really need to like go into my shell and leave me yes. the hell alone. Yes. So I can recharge and then come back out again. So... I get that. I get it. I get I'm it. all the way introvert all the time. I feel like it is becoming more obvious to me that I'm an introvert. I found it that I'm an introvert now. Uh-huh. And I think that's why when I was like in college, um, I probably came close to having like my first breakdown right after grad school uh-huh. because I was on 10 for all five years because yeah. I did my MBA in my undergrad in five years. I was active in my sorority. I was president on campus. I was involved in the community. I was doing all this stuff. I had a boo. I mean, like, the number of things that were happening, I was everywhere you had to be, Kashana was. Oh, we had the party? Oh, I'm here. Oh, we did. I mean, like, it just was so much. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, I was not recharging mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Okay, I found it. E-S-F-J. ESFJ. Okay. Uh-huh. What is uh-huh. what is that? So extroversion, sensing, feeling, and judging. So I'm judging you. So you're a sensing 
and I'm intuitive. You're intuitive. Okay. Okay. And well, we're, but, but no, but you're judging that I'm perception. I'm yeah. Percepting. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we, so that's, look at that. We really are. That's, I'm, see? You know, hello. When I was going to Montclair State University, uh, another PWI where it was just like, a handful of us color folk, yeah. but it, but all the color folk that came in were majority of them came from the EOF program. Okay, and my parents, um, I'm grateful for them because they made money, but that means I didn't qualify for things. So right. we had to pay for our my own tuition. There, thank God, I give I give God all the grace and pleasure and just thanks that I do not have any student loans. That's my, so amazing. You know, my parents paid for you know what they did, and then I paid my own way. But um. I was saying this and I have this habit of like when I sit here at the train, um, the train of thought and it stays in the station and then it just like <laughs> goes away. You're talking about when you went to Montclair. Okay. Yeah. And I became um, the president. I was the president of our chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the Our Black Student Union at Montclair at that time. It was an Organization of Students for African Unity. So it was OSAU. Um, the BSU actually had died out. Now they recently just brought it back and just okay. put them all together. Yeah. Um, the SGA, the Greek Council, yep, the Lasso, Council. the radio station, Class One concerts. You talking about? Let's. How about we go to school to go to school? Can, Correct. Can we not be on ten everywhere you go? Correct. You know, because you do burn out. I get it. That was life. Uh, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't. Mm. I didn't know how to how to name it. I I was well into my career before I figured out like oh. Actually, I prefer to be by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why I struggle when I go to networking things. And so people are like, how the heck are you an introvert when you speak professionally and you teach public speaking and you're at conferences all the time? And I'm like, I found ways over the years to cheat, mm-hmm. you know, and cheating in this way, you guys are actually healthy. So, for example, I'll join an organization or an association, but I'll join the membership committee. Because mm-hmm. guess what the membership committee has to do when you have events? Check everybody in. Mm-hmm. And so everybody comes to you. Uh, okay. And so by the time you start an Jewel, event. Gem number one, everybody. Come on for the gem number one. <laughs> by the time you start an event, you know everybody. Okay. And more importantly, everyone knows you. And then <laughs> that that that's actually a really good idea. And everybody's friends, right? Then everybody knows you. Look at Shauna. You're like, oh, my God. Even uh-huh. if you don't know their names anymore, right? So you automatically become really comfortable in a space, which for somebody who's introverted, that you that's what you need. You need to take the the fear of discomfort away uh-huh. or of, of not knowing. And then the other thing is introverts really hate shallow conversations, uh-huh. but I am a recovering fundraiser. I professionally fundraised for 16 years. You uh-huh. have to be a master at small talk. Oh God. Small talk. It irks I the know. Uh, even like even via text message. I'm like, Oh my we? God. Can we get to what we need to get to? <laughs> like I can jump all in on, on day one. Like we haven't, we talking about your childhood and we just met 10 minutes ago. Of course we are. <laughs> Everybody does that, you yes. know. See, see, this is what I'm talking about. See, this is this is simpatico. You see, that's how I know. Um, but since I'm a nerd, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I know it all, how it goes. Yeah, I know a lot I'm about a lot, right? Because I just want information. So mm-hmm. I just use that to my advantage, where I actually could talk about lots of things. But instead of talking about the weather, I could talk about things that were happening in pop culture and in the media, and I could keep things fun and relevant. For me. Mm-hmm. But the other person was like, oh my gosh, she's so engaging. This is great. It's like talking to an old friend. I'll tell her anything. And focus on me. Focus on me. And so I just found ways to basically cheat the system in a, in a way so that I could move in the spaces I need to move in, but not have a fear of going outside. So speaking about the spaces that you need to move in, yeah. your career, your your CEO, your business. Oh let's, my let's, gosh. let's talk about that. 
Yes, I'm an employee of my own company right now. Um, I, I'm employer of one. I'm the employer of one. <laughs> Just like uh uh oh god, what is her name? Um, Heather Headley with her album called The Audience of One. Yes. Unfortunately, she actually only had an audience of one. I know. Really oh my god, it's so but ridiculous. She's an amazing vocalist. She's so god. good, isn't she good? <laughs> Um, no, I am the employer of one at the moment. It's like a space game right now. Mm-hmm. It's like one and a possible. Okay. okay. Like okay. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, but so I'm a solo practitioner working to expand my company. Um, so the work I do really centers around helping career professionals and entrepreneurs grow. Mm-hmm. And that's growing their skills, growing their teams or growing their revenue. And so I kind of like slide between the for-profit world and the nonprofit world because I come from the social sector in my background. I do a lot of work with nonprofit organizations around growing their organizations and growing their people. But the thing I feel most passionately about is that folks are not focused Mm -hmm. and they are busy and they're like on a hamster wheel of busy. And so they're not great managers, even Mm -hmm. if they're doing really well in their roles and they don't know what they want to do next. And they just there's all this uncertainty Mm -hmm. and folks bring me in to be like, get us focused so we can we can know what we're doing. And so I do a lot of work around that. And so it ended up being this like really cool shift um, in my business because when I started out, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a fundraising consultant because I've been doing fundraising my whole career and I'm going to work with nonprofits and respond to RFPs and write grants. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to do with all these certifications I got. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm learned, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have gone and got the certifications, you Uh see. uh Um, And so I started realizing that people would get referred to me because they were like, oh, yeah, I heard you help so-and-so move up in her career. But two coaching sessions, can you do that for me? Oh, I heard you help this person flip their business. Can you do that for me? And I was like, I got to put this together in a real way because this is foolish. Mm -hmm. So I've had Kashana & Co. part-time for seven years. And I used to look at my business as like, the if he ever leaves me money, that's when I was married, y'all. You better go ahead to get that mad money. <clears throat> I had my mad money, the Gucci money, the the girl, the, the child gets private swim lessons money. Not the Gucci money. It was the Gucci <laughs> money. Notice I ain't say the savings money. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not perfect, y'all. I mean, we 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 all gotta learn. Something. Jesus is still working on my heart he and knows. my wallet. He knows. He, he knows. knows. He knows my spending <laughs> habits and my insecurities. Okay, thank you. And they all show up in my closet. Uh huh. Um, and so. When I transitioned to full-time practice the first time, it was easy. I slipped into an interim um, VP role for a big organization, and I was making more money than I was when I was on staff at another organization. So I was like, this is the best. And then I went back to working for another organization full-time, so I left the business, and I didn't take care of the business. Mm -hmm. I just went back to working for an organization, and that was terrible. So I popped up a year later like, I hate this. I I don't want to do this work anymore. I want to go back to working for myself. And I thought it was going to be easy just to slide back in and um let me tell y'all something reality check <laughs> first of all you got to nurture relationships at all times for real mm, yes 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 and the best time to do that if you are working for yourself and are thinking about moving into if you're working for someone else and thinking about moving into working for yourself is when you are to working with someone else mm-hmm. go to the networking events go to the off- the conferences and actually go to the networking and the cocktails and the meet people and sure hang out at the bar at night even if you're only drinking a mocktail why because you've got to be able to have folks who can vouch for you and who will give you work because if you have to go out there and do what I've had to learn to do which is to really prospect and really turn cold leads into warm leads for business that is not turnkey It is exhausting. Plus, you have to actually work in your business Mm -hmm. and on your business. Mm -hmm. None of those skills I really knew or had any discipline around when I started. 
And so a lot of the things I've experienced over the last two years that I've been full time on my own and knowing that is really figuring out how to grow the hell up, how to actually be a grown up for it, real, for real. It's so funny you say all of that because, you know, as an actor, I speak, I spoke to one of my good friends and I, on our other or my other um, podcast, uh, Highly Melanated, shameless plug. Um, we were discussing the last episode of what it is like to check on your friends. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this conversation with one of my um, good friends. He's like, as an actor, he's like, I understand that there are moments where you need to go into your shell and you need to like say, hey, I'm just going to disappear for the world. But you can't do that. You have to like check in. You have to like Mm -hmm. say hi. You have to just even if it's something that you don't really want to do. The point is that you need to stay on people's minds just as much as they need to stay on your mind. Absolutely. Because if you're not, then that opportunity, you know, there could be opportunity for one person to help another. And then you've just missed it just because you're having a really bad day. Absolutely. And yeah. And that happened to me a lot. And the introverted thing showed up really badly. Um, in the business because I would choose to be home as opposed to go to networking because I hated it. And I would choose to like, oh, I got this thing I got to finish for this client as opposed to go out and make things happen so Mm -hmm. people can say, oh, I know Kashana, she's front of mind. Mm -hmm. And so now I've had to play catch up on that. And when I first went back into business for myself full time, I had a little bit of runway. I had a a nice package. I had savings. um, And I thought it was going to be easy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I made some investments in coaching and masterminding. And let me tell y'all, don't do none of that crap if that's not the way your mind works. Mm-hmm. I should have just hired an assistant on day one mm-hmm. and been like, figure my life out so I can keep going out here and make money and uh, let me know how it goes. I'd have been fine. Um, you have to know what works for you. But it has been a a joyful experience, mm-hmm. even though it's been painful in that I have really come to let go of some of the habits that were bleeding into my personal life that were really, um, really making me like I was stagnated in my growth, you know? Um, And so being in business for myself made me examine my relationship with men, for example. Was that, is that, do you think that, uh, does that translate to the cloud of darkness that you spoke about? Yeah, yeah. Well, the cloud of darkness that I spoke of was really, you know, it's interesting. The last few weeks has been a lot of different shifts in the media and celebrities who have, um, who have died. And I've seen more and more folks, come out publicly to talk about the fact that they are depressed or suffer from depression or have had bouts of depression or severe depression or disorders. Um, and that's something that I've struggled with my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. I remember being the only one at 22 being like, I think I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Like, I feel like it's coming. And I remember going. It's like right in the center of your chest. Right. Yeah. And I remember going at that time, it wasn't digital, into the book for your health insurance and looking up a therapist. And y'all gonna laugh at this one. I was like, I need to find somebody black. So I'm gonna look for a black name. That's the- <laughs> and Vanessa was my therapist name. I'm not gonna put her <laughs> no, last name on right. front. No, that's right. Let me tell you what I found out when I walked in that office. She was not black. She was the best thing that ever happened to me, but she was not black. And I was like, oh, hey, Ooh. hi. And she was like, oh, you seem like you're surprised to see me. I was like, yeah. Uh, I thought you'd be. Um, uh. She was mm-hmm. like, black? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And so we hit it off right then. Um, But at 22, 23 years old, I knew I could not do something on my own. I need to get help. This is before talking about therapy in the Caribbean community and black community. Pick a pick a struggle like was a thing. And so there is always this sort of darkness that is like hovering, waiting for me. And I had to get really clear about understanding not just my triggers Mm -hmm. but what happens to trigger me if that Mm -hmm. makes sense that makes perfect sense um you know what happens before you get to the triggers that so for me it's things like if i don't put my laundry away immediately 
and people might say, because I'm so OCD, if you come to my house, you'd be like, oh my God, really, Kish? Um, but if I don't take care of the routinized things in my life one by one, it's like a, a just like a mudslide going downhill. And by the time you're at the bottom, like, what the hell is this? Um, I oh, am in a full on fog. Uh-huh. That dark cloud is like, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting out of bed. And my poor baby's looking at me like, what is happening to my mother? Currently, as we speak, there are four laundry bags sitting on my couch. And if I don't put them away tonight, I swear it's going to actually slowly like piss me off. And, exactly. Like, but then I'm not going to want to do it. Exactly. So it's like, you got to like, do it like, like right do then it and right there. then and there you know and so it's all these lessons that my mom would teach us as kids i wonder if it was because she was suffering from the same you know like mm-hmm. you learn a lot of these things from from i home. wonder if a lot of these things that we like we always that we and we come in contact with is something that our parents have gone through because you know there's the, these things Absolute. there's these things that we have to learn how to humanize our parents like mm-hmm. they are human they are they they experience life the same way we did we Absolutely. just don't see we just it don't see it and we just we don't want to make them the perfect you know we have this idea of what our parents should yeah. be and vice versa yeah but we both lived lives yeah I, listen my mama said something the other day y'all gonna, listen it's gonna make you okay you're gonna squint she said to me in the car you young people have no idea what intimacy is intimacy if you are being intimate with your partner you shouldn't even have to touch them you shouldn't have to be inside them you should be able to have an orgasm just from touching excuse you cut your curl. Come clutching. <laughs> that's how you gonna squint your yeah. eye and cut your curl. Oh wow! My mom was driving, so I'm so glad because if I was driving, I literally would have hit the brakes. <laughs> I was like, "Mama, wait." <sighs> if we understand true intimacy, which well, is actually very true, this is very true though. Like the the the, the knowledge that they give us. Why didn't she tell me that when I was 22 years old, 23? Because we got to learn through it ourselves. Why? I could have skipped that. Hit the doggy on this knowledge. Okay, okay. okay? Oh, like, God. Just give me the primer, all okay. right? <laughs> I might have skipped three pages, but I would have got something. Give me the primer, all right? I can't with you right can't now. Can't hit with the crib notes. Like, just come on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? So, I feel like to your point, yeah, like, I think that we get some of the habits that we have we become our parents or we run from our parents. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I I am now experiencing the effects of dealing with my parents' stuff mm-hmm. as an adult now. And I learned to cope with it the way I saw mm-hmm. for a long, long time. And now I'm learning to cope with it the way I need to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the difference that I have. And so when I talk about that, it's really just being like, I can recognize that I'm depressed or depression is coming or I'm feeling sad or things are not quite right, but I don't have to live in that truth once I acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. I can actually, I know what works to be able to step my way through it. Mm -hmm. And so I need to just begin to immediately start stepping my way through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that forces me to be present and not just be going through the motions. And so when I was talking about that cloud, like that's really what I was referring to. Like there's just like this sense of foreboding happening all the time. The things are just not going to go well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that to me has a lot to do with not your self-esteem and not my self-esteem, but my self-worth. Say that one more time. It's not my self-esteem, right? Mm -hmm. I feel good. Look, that's just a cute. You see? Oh, eh. Hair popping. <laughs> All right. Hair shiny. Okay. Smelling delish. Shining, shining, shining. Hey, come on. Okay. You hear me? <laughs> but on the inside, when nobody is looking at me and I have stopped peacocking and I'm home by myself, like, how do I actually feel right. when an opportunity comes up when someone that I want, that I like, doesn't want 
doesn't like me in the same way or when my child doesn't react to something I've done for her in a way that I think she should when people don't respond to me in the ways I imagine that they might or I don't respond to myself like that to me is the worth question and we don't get at the fact that we could have very high self-esteem but very low Mm self-worth and so for me that cloud is all of that it's dealing with my self-worth it's constantly having to fortify myself sometimes against my own self-deprecating thoughts Mm -hmm. and I think that's for me the thing that is coming along with maturity and age now that I'm starting to be able to name Mm -hmm. because I couldn't name it before and so naming it to me is the first step the second step after that is like all right Kish what are you gonna do about it Mm -hmm. and so that's when I talked about sort of like being the action Jackson I love that part I love that part I love that part (laughs) there's so much there's so much we're we're, we're like stuck on time and there's so, so much so I want to like go into so much detail we're going to have to have you we're going to have to talk more more yes, and more yes. you and I actually just one on one in yes, general I because know, I, know. I just feel I just feel the kindredness I love um, too. but I want to ask you a question sure. really important because um, we're going to get into your you know you're an author we're going to get into that uh, probably like the last thing sure. but really quick uh, if you could make your your letter that you wrote into a song ooh or a song that has touched your soul during that time when you think about it. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that that letter that you wrote was really a letter to yourself. Yeah. It was okay. totally a letter to myself. It's the thing that I have to do. I'm such. I'm so good at giving up people pep talks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, you want some motivation and some truth telling? Come on and sit next that, to me. Get you some whiskey and come on. It's the Gemini. That's it. I know. But for myself, oh, God. Can I sit? Can I sit still long enough to give myself that? So this was this was such a freeing and important um, letter to be able to write. But the song that I think there are a couple of them that encapsulate sort of like how I feel and how I was feeling when I was writing. So when I was getting a divorce, um, I'm a Layla Hathaway girl. I mean, Layla Hathaway has my whole heart, mm. and um, mm. she has this album. And on it, um, it's a 2008 album. Um, there's a song called "Learning to Swim" mm-hmm. all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started dating for the first time at 31 years old. Mm. Like I married my college sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And so when everybody was out here thotting it up in their twenties, going on girls trips, I was doing none of that. I had a baby in a house. And so I remember my first date being like, I'm sorry, you're not opening the door. Like I, I was confused. I stood outside the restaurant and he stood looking at me and I stood looking at him and we just looked at each other and I didn't know what to do. And he was like, what is she waiting for? And I'm like, what are you waiting for? I mean, so learning to swim was literally the song that I had on repeat for two years mm-hmm. because I literally had to learn all over again, like how just how to do life. Like I had no idea. The the one that I sort of like think that brings me to now that keeps me grounded is Round Away Girl by Ella Cool J. Yes, because that's like who I am at my core. Like that is just like Kish, like all the pretense gone, all of the fancy stuff, all mm-hmm. of the fancy words. At the end of the day, I want a curl with extensions and a hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pairs of Fendi back. And a bad attitude, because that's <laughs> all I need to get me in a good mood. I know that's right. Look you at hear you. Me? You better you better embody that. <laughs> oh my God. So all right, let's talk about your let's talk about your um your book. Sure. Let, um Love Letter to My Sorrows. Yeah, Love Letters to My Sorrows. You know, I felt like in this age of social media we're in now, right? Like if you even have come close to understanding what it is what it means to be in a black Greek letter organization, mm. you think it's either scandal, because there's so much of it, people getting hazed and schools getting sued and whatever, or it looks like all fun and games on social media. People stroll in and party hopping with Nelia on, et cetera. But what you don't get to hear or experience is that for women in black Greek letter organizations, 
the joy of sisterhood over time, how we have held each other down through uh, births and, and marriages and divorces and moves and education and pain and how we've been able to really fortify each other. Mm-hmm. And we don't stop enough to tell each other, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to write to you and tell you what this thing that you did for me that you think is really small, how it really changed my life, mm-hmm. how it was able to sustain me and hold me. I have a, a Sora who tell the story that she had fallen out with her line and she was thinking about committing suicide and uh, she said she had everything all prepared and ready to rock and roll. She hadn't said her piece and said her prayers. And then the phone rings and one of her licenses who she had not spoken to in two years um, called her out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, something told me to call you. What's going on? What you doing? And she was like, well, actually, and she broke down what was she was feeling and what she was about to do. She was like, in matter of minutes, the door, mm-hmm. one of her other licenses who she wasn't speaking to was at the door. Mm-hmm. And like, oh no, let's get this together. Let's help. What's going on? Let's get it. Let's let's go. And that brought her back from the brink at that particular moment. And it was like nothing had ever happened. They didn't care about the past. It was like, we're here for you right now. And when I talk to women about why their organizations mean so much to them, I know what Delta means a lot to me, but why AKAs feel the way they do, why Zetas feel the way they do, why SG Rose feel the way they do, each of them have these stories about why the women who are around them matter so much to them beyond our bond, beyond oaths, beyond colors. Like it's literally the relationships they have been able to build and it's because of our oath to our organization that we were able to form those relationships initially, but it's time and sisterhood that sustained it and I don't feel like we talk about it enough. So I just wanted to be able to do that. We don't. And I think that's a beautiful idea. Yeah, I, mean, I just want to be able to do that. Oh my god! If I wonder if you just giving me an idea as well, like it's there, there needs to be something that's actual conjunction as well with yeah. brothers. I mean, in fraternities, we go through the exact same exact thing. Exact same I mean, thing. That, this, Guys have asked me like, Kashana, are you doing something for us?" And I was like, "I gotta find the right partners." And you know, so the birth of this podcast itself came from. I'm a part of a. Um, we're an organization, we're not really an organization, but a community of um, gay Greeks. Mm-hmm. And we have, we normally every year go on a retreat. That's amazing. Um, so it was last time that I went uh, was a few years ago and we went to Texas and we was having these like long group conversations. Like we, we rented out two beach houses yeah, uh, and it was about 35 of us, actually 40. Um, and we woke up one day, like we were still doing, we had plans for that later on that night, but we still woke up like we were going somewhere. So some of us were dressed. I mean, now we was just recently posted pictures about this and the conversation happened at that time about lifting each other up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do an episode with uh, one of the guys who was there Yeah, and he brought up this topic of, lifting each other up when you when you don't realize that the other person is going through something absolutely and it's so important that we as brothers we as um sisters as as people of color yeah excuse me as black people okay i'm like you know i get a little irking when i hear black people saying people of color when they talk about themselves right right because you're like well is there nobody else is in the room (laughs) y'all you know you you don't have to close it we trained (laughs) but you know like it's so important for us to like like to understand the importance of it for just reaching out just to tell someone how you're feeling like absolutely the hope and so this was birthed from that one conversation that brought us all to tears about one of our one of my frat brothers who was talking about you know his uh mental health that he was going through at that time and uh then it just causes all to just open up and you know we were talking like i've talked i've talked briefly about the suicidal portions of my life and then it just 
was like, there has to be something. There has to be something that done. ties it together. It is, and it, it's been so crazy because it. I've the the number of emails and calls that I have gotten from Soros and from Sister Greeks who are like, I need help finishing my letter. I did not realize that I had so much stuff there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there is a yearning to be able to share these stories. And yet there's so much pain and unfinished business that we bury. And so my hope is that this is going to be like chicken soup for the soul. So mm-hmm. that there's going to be iterations of this book f- that are specific to each organization. The first one's going to be for everybody, all D9. Um, but that, that we're able to have a um, documentary series about it, that we're able to do podcasts. Like we're able to just actually yes. really have a community yes. because we actually really need it. We do. We do. You know, we Count actually really in. need it. Yeah. I'm, hello. You thought that you had a choice. <laughs> You've been officially voluntold also uh, family for life. I love being for everything. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I so, love yeah, it. So if, if folks who are listening want to submit a letter, it there is no cost. Um, you go to loveletters to my com. Click on submit your love letter. It gives you the instructions on how to do it. You pick a category and you just write. Mm. And anybody who has a question, they can reach out to me or somebody on my team. We always respond. Um, we have a bunch of videos on Facebook and on the site where you can see some of the conversations that we've been having. And we're at love letter soror across all social and okay. so you can follow the work that we're doing. So for that project, I'm just super proud of it. And it's coming along. It's taking longer than I had hoped, but it's taking the time it's taken. It's supposed to say this was supposed to be done. Like this was supposed to have been started last year. But yep. you know something, everything moves at the the, the pace it's supposed to. Absolutely. I'm you learning know? that. And even though this, this like even as we're recording this right now, I won't put this out for a little bit longer because I yeah. you know, do tweaks and everything. Yeah. But it's important to make sure that when you start something, you have the actual important foundation already built. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And I love this idea. Um, I'm that, so glad. I, I mean, it's 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 funny how you and I actually came about because I was having conversation in general, and somebody was just like, "I need you to link you to one of my good friends because she is doing pretty much the almost the exact same thing on yes. on the female um, perspective, That's and it's so for good. her. So it's, it's like you guys are aligned, and it's like it's important that creatives, um, and not even just creatives, just just us black folk. Like, in look, un- here's the thing. Come on. If we do not do this for ourselves, come on. How do you expect, or who do you expect is going to do it? Not a soul. Not a single. Not a soul. Solitarily. Solitarily is not a word. <laughs> but solitary soul. <laughs> but it feels so good, though. <laughs> it feels so good to say it, it wrong. Does. But, you know, it's so important for us to understand the beauty in our pain. Absolutely. And Absolutely. find the joy and in it. And find the joy in it. And, and then help someone else. Help somebody else. Like, I literally did a video where I said, I'm going to quit. Like, I was on Facebook Live. I didn't plan to cry. I've been turning to, like, quite quite the crybaby in this entrepreneurial journey, I just want to tell you. I um, understand. And um, one of my sister Greeks, one of my sons, she sent me a text and was like, please do not quit this project. It has saved me this month. Mm-hmm. She was like, just the videos alone and the post. She was like, just please, I'll do. Do you need me to find more people? Like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And that caused me to say, I need ambassadors. And so I put the call out, and I immediately got eight or nine women who were like, I will help whenever you're ready, whatever you need, deploy us. And so I'll be able to call on that this summer. Um, and so I am um, anticipating that I'll have a book out in the fall, early fall. 
and that we'll use that to then be able to ha- create some groundswell so that we can do a really well done documentary. I want to be able to address stuff with fraternities. I think that there's so much there. So the work you're doing is super powerful. And so I cannot wait to see what we dream up together. But this is work that I just think that needs to be um, done because I think the stories just need to be told. You know, otherwise our organizations are going to die out, right? Because yeah. people think they're not relevant. Yeah, and then they're changing. I mean, because I'm, if I see one more social letter, that I don't know what these letters mean exactly. and why they're and why here. they're here. But if they don't understand why we're here, mm-hmm. then it's just like for me, my work with nonprofits. So why are you creating another animal organization when they're 17 in your neighborhood? Oh, because you didn't think it was there. Got it. It's the same thing, you it's know. It. And so we have to create the, the elevate the purpose, the true purpose. Mm-hmm. And is that brotherhood? Is that sisterhood? And how it manifests itself in real life? And I think that to me is something that we just need to do more of. So I'm super excited to lead that project. I'm super excited for you. Thank I'm like, yeah. I just love seeing uh, my beautiful black faces just yes, do great, and so I, I, I get the uh, the innate feeling that this would be beyond what you expected it to be. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? I feel it in my bones. It's not. It's not. Wouldn't it be amazing? It's going it to will be, be amazing. amazing. Yes, it's going to be amazing. we claim this. Claim it's this. Now, let me ask you one last question, sure. um, and we'll we'll get into a, a final thought in a moment. Yeah. Um, with building your business yeah, and uh, the ups and downs of it, Lord, if someone was in your shoes right now yeah, and well in your shoes back then, yeah, what would you tell them? I would tell them to really think about their why. Mm. Why are they going into business for themselves? Mm-hmm. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not the freedom you think it is initially. No, it is not. You have got to fortify, gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> I would say get a CPA, AASAP, to Mm -hmm. review your books. Mm -hmm. Um, You are going to need a lawyer pretty quickly and early on. And you might be the kind of person, depending on how you work, that you're going to need some assistance. Do not buy a mastermind. Do not buy a course. Do not get a coach. Do And I am a coach, okay? Do not do any of that stuff in the beginning until you figure out who you are Mm -hmm. and how you show up in your day job. Because mm-hmm. everywhere you were failing at your day job, you were going to fail times 25 yes. for yourself. Yes. And so you need to be really clear about where your gaps are so that you can then fill those gaps with the resources that you're going to need to be able to carry you when you are feeling really exhausted. And then don't be afraid to pivot. And mm. do it fast. You don't got to be pretty. You just have to have something that's profitable. Mm. And so I spent a lot of money on pretty. I thought it was going to be what I was going to do was going to be immediately profitable. It was not. I still feel very proud of what I created and I would do it again. But I would probably spend more resources on making sure I have the things I needed in place to replicate and to scale mm-hmm. really, really early on mm. so that I have multiple lines of revenue so that I am not the only thing that generates revenue so Mm -hmm. i would really advise folks up front don't get caught up in the hype of um having to have courses and products etc if that's not actually the way you can maintain work Mm -hmm. so really figuring yourself out before you jump out i think is super important if you have the luxury to do so yeah Uh, yeah i heard that there first right now that was the gem number two um there's been several gems actually we're just going (laughs) to stop numbering them um but yes that is very 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 important yeah. And it really needs to be said. I mean, it's just it's just like one of those things where if I only knew right. it was going to be like this. Mine would be if I only knew I was a slacker. I have been rewarded for bad behavior my whole career. King procrastinator. Yep. When you are smart and insanely sharp, that mm-hmm. means that you are at high risk of failure. Mm-hmm. Because you are paralyzed by your need to be perfect, mm-hmm. which makes you very much susceptible to procrastinate. 
You are mm-hmm. you are scared to death mm-hmm. of making a decision. And so I have been rewarded for that kind of behavior because I move fast and I'm smart. So I outthink folks and I can outmaneuver you. And so therefore I can move up in my career. It does not serve me well when I'm on my own. And so that for me was like one of my biggest learnings. I mean, I'm sitting here just nodding in agreement because I'm telling you it's 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 so true. Like, you know, even like in, in school, like. Uh, so I've never really been one to study. Right. So I don't need to. Neither do I. You know, it's just let me read this real quick. Let me just take a picture, a mental picture. Yep, yep, yep. In my head, and, and I'm off. I'm and A's, I, and I'm good. You know, I'm I had good. a three point four five GPA um, in in college and in high school. I had a well, I, I screwed myself up because I completely cut my entire junior year because we Lord. moved from Jersey. We moved from Brooklyn to Jersey, and I hated old and white folks. Sorry, oh sorry for all the white people listening. Um, but I really was just too much of a. Um, a shift too. Uh, it was way too much. Yeah, you go from you, you go from best eye to like hi, welcome to yes, you, you yeah, New Jersey. Yes. Um, and so I completely like killed my three point eight point three point eight nine GPA down to like a two point something. So I had struggled it. to get myself in college and everything um, when I didn't really have to. If I would have just kept on the road, I yeah, was going. Yeah. Um, but because you know you have the power of you know what your gift is, you know how smart you are. Sometimes we just have. It'll get done. It'll get done. But no, it won't get done if you don't plan properly. Correct. You know. Correct. And I know that the best places that I performed in my career was when I had help. Mm-hmm. You know, when I had a team, I had an assistant, I had somebody who could help replicate me, basically. And then I was like a beast. And so that is should have been my first investment after a CPA was to get an assistant mm-hmm. because I would have figured it out alongside someone. Mm-hmm. But I could have offboarded the things that actually don't generate money to that person as opposed to because I don't want to be outside because I'm afraid because I'm an introvert because I'm scared of the know that I'll spend my time fussing around with the stuff that doesn't make me any money. But I'm busy, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired, though. And I'm up late, though. Mm-hmm. And so for those folks who are thinking about jumping into business for yourself, don't jump. Think carefully before you leap. And make sure that you have some version of a landing pad, whether that is income or that is a transition or that is something that you've been able to test when you're working full time. Um, If you have to leap like I had to leap. And so if you have to leap, fine, do it. But understand that you're going to be building it as you fly. So you better pay attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. We can do this all day. All day. I'm telling you right now, you guys who know me know I talk about this on a regular basis because it's really important. Like, it's great to take the leap of faith. It's understand, but you need to understand also when you take that leap, yeah, you're putting the trust that it's going to happen, but you still have to do the work. Got to do the work. It just doesn't happen on its own. No, it does not. Uh, Kashana, it's been so wonderful. It's been so good. I love it. I really (laughs) enjoyed uh, you here. Uh, today, I love being here. It was so good. I, I think I just met a new a BFF for life. Hey. Now, I think many of you also, uh, if you just has been, if you have been laughing the way I have been internally <laughs> and externally, I think you would see that she is here for a reason. She did not come here to play with you hoes. That's it. <laughs> she hey. came to slay. Come, come. Okay. So where can folks find you, find everything up there is about you? Absolutely. So I am pretty active on social, on Instagram and on LinkedIn in particular. So on across all social media, I'm at Fund Diva, F-U-N-D-D-I-V-A. 
Um, and if you are on LinkedIn, it is Kashana Palmer. I'm the only Kashana. It, Google autocorrects my name, y'all. So it's K-I-S-H-S-H-A-N-A Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R. And I will be happy to connect with you professionally, to talk trash with you on social, um, and to learn more about you and in your life. And so if you want to visit my website, you can go to KashanaCo.com, K-I-S-H-S-H-A-N-A-C-O.com. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. You have a Twitter or anything? Do you- yeah, Twitter's the same. Fundiva. F-U-N-D-D-I-V. I mean, like, literally, on the, on the Periscopes, on the Twitters, on the Snaps. You better go ahead and be on everything. I'm Twitter on- is such a hard monster. It for is. Me. But for folks in my sector, they're, like, on it all the time. I was like, what the hey? Yeah. And so now I am, too. Yeah. So I have to pick my struggles. Got to swallow that that pill. That is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, Kashana, for coming in. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a joy. It really has. It really has. This is not even just BS. Like, you guys can feel the energy flowing right through this microphone. Like, Listen, y'all, I'm too tired for BS these days, okay? I can have a V8. Ain't that (laughs) That commercial back then when that used to came out, we didn't really understand it. We understand, but now you understand it, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye.